Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. Real potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Hi, everyone. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. Oh, boy. My guest today, one of my favorite people. She's a wickedly funny reporter at the Free Press. She's written fantastic pieces for the New York Post, and her latest piece for the Free Press especially piqued my interest. It's titled, Got Raw Milk, How the Cow Became a Culture Warrior. Please welcome one of my faves, Susie Weiss. Thank you, Suze. Thank you so much. I'm honored to be here. Are you, though? Honestly? No, not really. I mean, yeah, I know you're you're doing this from your bathtub, which makes me think you're literally Susie is in Brooklyn in a bathtub right now. And that is where we are conducting this. I got my I got my head and shoulders just in case. (laughs) Just in case any dandruff comes up. I'm ready to rock, baby. Okay, let's get right into your fridge. You guys can see. Susie's fridge on my Instagram at standupdan. Oh, wow. Okay, let's start over. Oh, wow. I hate this. Yeah, yeah. Everyone does. Really bad. People don't know I'm going to do this until they start. (laughs) I start the podcast, the share the screen thing. Okay. I don't really have that many notes. It's a pretty, I mean, it's clear that you are, I I guess, the grossest thing here, the saddest thing is this bag of chicken apple sausage <laughs> the single second row sausage. it's like one sausage but and it's like you know you're supposed to open this like because they they you know they package them all weird way they do there's shrink wrap plastic where it you know you'll have like you have it'll to like wrestle it out you have to yeah, like you gotta wrestle it fucking out. do wwe to get it's so humiliating. <laughs> but I think most most people, they'll take one out and then they take them all out and put them in some sort of Ziploc bag. But you keep them in the I'm same thing. As the, that. that last sausage has had so much. It's seen so many things in this fridge. I mean, because it's in an open bag. It's not even like you tried to close it with a rubber band. <laughs> but its specific sleeping bag is sealed. It's just the other ones have been hacked apart. But right. like he's oh, not he's not touching air. My okay. God. Yeah, no, he's seen some weird stuff. And when I bought him, I sort of noticed that all of the ones were one color and he was another one. So I've uh-huh, actually uh-huh. been nervous to to eat that guy because he's a little gray and he has been since I got him at Food Town. So I don't know. <laughs> he, he, he might be going in the trash. And right next to him is sweet and sour sauce from Mr. Wonton. And then above that is rendered duck fat from my. Whoa. Yeah, that I sort of got into recently. 
Really? Are you confiing? What are you confiing? I just I I bought a steak at like the cool new butcher near me. And they're mm-hmm. like, well, what are you going to cook it in? And I'm like, you know, I don't know. And so then they gave me that to cook it in. It was delicious. I mean, duck fat is fantastic, especially for roast potatoes. Oh, um, yeah. It's ridiculously good for that. I, people get way too precious, though, with their cooking fat. I think that steak would be just as fine in butter or olive oil yeah. or whatever. Like, but the hipster. But by the way, I love that you go to the hipster butcher for your meat and then you go to food town for your sausages. For my chicken apple sausages. But if I'm like feeling really lonely, I go to the fancy butcher and then just ask them a bunch of questions. It's so crazy. Everything in there is like a sculpture. It's like, can't I just buy a sauce? It's like everything has like, (laughs) I I almost want to write a story about like, you know, end the status pantry. Because there's just... It, it's like the, it's used to be like the status bookshelf. I feel like during COVID you had like yeah. the power broker, Robert Caro, you had like the wall of books. And now it's like the cool tinned fish and the fucking like yeah. olive oils. I'm, I'm over it. Really? I think I have a power pantry, but I don't know that I <laughs> I I don't know that I flex it, though. My pantry, like everything is kind of closed off. It's just the way my kitchen is. But I have some I've got some things in the pantry these days. The thing is, I, I was thinking I'm I'm like addicted to influencing now. And right. like I was addicted to money. I'm addicted to money, as Joe Rogan pointed out on his podcast. Sure. <laughs> recently, all Jews. But I'm just like, I, I will reach out to these companies and be like, will you send me a sample? And then the, they like they like hound me for for the post. And I'm like. Why did I do this for a can of tuna? <laughs> yeah. Like I could have bought the tuna and not had to. Post. And not sold your soul for like. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to, to Tonino Tuna. Thank you for. Thank you, Tonino. <laughs> Tonino Ventresca. But Tonino Ventresca tuna, which is the best tuna money can buy, is like $10 for a fucking can of tuna. M- money or damn soul is how much it costs to get Tonino's <sighs> tuna. But I would do I would want to be sponsored by like Tostino's pizza rolls. <laughs> That's what you should be trying to get. I mean, I mean, that's, that's isn't a big it, money. Man, you put you change one letter and it's a very different product. It seems like you I don't know if you are a I know a lot of these kids these days, your age, the uh, the younger gen, the Gen Z's yeah. Yeah. are identifying as as animals even. And I'm wondering yeah. if you're identifying as a mother hen because <laughs> you've got <laughs> eggs on every single <laughs> You've got on the top row, we got six eggs. Second row, we got I can explain. 12 <laughs> eggs. And then we have another 12 eggs. Like you've got like 75 eggs in your fridge. What's okay. happening? I don't it's know like if a, you. This is like an IVF fridge for, for a bunch <laughs> of chickens. <laughs> I have plans for these eggs. First of all, I probably eat like six eggs a day. It's my main. I, in my old apartment, the roommates used to text each other, be like, how many, how many eggs did Susie down today? It's like, can't be good for like that girl's cholesterol must be nuts but i don't know if you do this i'll get like cheap butter and expensive butter it's like i'm not yes. i'm not going to be baking with Kerrygold. you know what i mean right I'm not made of money so oh that's that's cute Kerrygold is my cheap butter but that's cute shut up that's no, that can't kidding. be true <laughs> i love Kerrygold. actually my favorite butter these days just to put a pin in that is called nelly's which uh oh sister-in-law and that's and that's the third egg here Oh, that's right. Yeah, you got the Nellies. Nellies is, is, is coming correct with their products. Okay, so you got the good eggs, and then you got the schwag eggs. Yeah, the, the other dozen is for cheap eggs, because I was um, going to bake a cake, which is why I have sour cream. And then mm-hmm. 
that that sick the six pack is from the bodega downstairs because mm. I wasn't doing a real grocery run, but I needed, you know, mama needed her fix. That's a good bodega egg. It's an organic cage free. I'm they can slap anything on there. Yeah, you can, I mean, you, you can really only tell by the yolk color. I mean, it's written in a Sharpie on uh, <laughs> a piece of tape. Yeah. Organic cage free huevos. Yeah. Um, yeah. OK, so I like the top row. We've got the lone lemon on top of a uh, faye yogurt faye. that has been used for cocktailing. I'm imagining because it's got the rind is like half of the rind of the orange is off. Yes, this was this was cocktailing. This was a batch of Negronis and I didn't have an orange. So I mm. I went lemon. I went mm-hmm. rogue. It was fine. There was really no difference. You and I have we are Negroni kindred spirits. We are especially when we like, get together. We're like a Voltron of Negroni lovers. A, like it, I, it's it's like, it's bottomless is essentially it's, like, it's logarithmic. Like it increases logarith- logarithmically when I'm with you because like I like Negroni's 10. You like Negroni's 10. But when we get together, we love Negroni's 100. <laughs> we love Negroni's 100. It's juice. It's yum, 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 yum. I've been like kind of into white Negronis lately. I sort of hate, I kind of hate the whole food trend of like white. I mean, I love white pizza, but not everything needs to be leached. You know what I mean? Me and Uh, Jenny, you know, Jenny Spira, she was on the show. Yes. yes, We talk about white Shirley temples because she always um, orders Shirley temples because she doesn't really like to drink. And we were like, we should, we should start marketing white Shirley temples with like that fancy elderflower syrup. And ginger um, ale. Welcome to the Matt Gates cocktail hour where we <laughs> yeah. find what drinks we can turn into white drinks. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I hate every single Negroni offshoot. I don't like the white Negroni. I don't like the mezcal Negroni. I don't like the tequila Negroni. Give me the fucking Negroni. Yeah, I mean, it's so good already. It's so good. But I mean, I'll counter that. I've never met a Negroni I didn't like. Ah, interesting. I yeah I I need to cool it though I think I think I've been overdoing it with the I need getting to fat I, I've been getting a little fat I've been I getting a little fat okay um, what, how would you do a skinny girl Negroni like is there a way know, to do it just water it down I guess yeah I I don't know I've, first of all I take offense at the whole skinny girl margarita thing I think I've talked about it on the pod already because I don't like my margaritas too sweet. It has nothing to do with skinny, whatever, but I'll order. I'll be like, hey, can I get a margarita? Like, a just skinny like, girl? Not that much sugar on it. They're like, oh, you mean like a, a, skinny, a, mar- skinny? a skinny girl? I'm like, no, I'm not. I hate. You're like, like, not too much sugar, but for men, please. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I want a I want a cut man margarita. You know oh, what no. it is. And you you should have <laughs> Bethany Frankel on this show. Honestly, she invented um, it. She did. She made billions off of it somehow. So rich. You've got. Okay. It seems like you have a lot of stuff in your fridge here that I don't know needs to be refrigerated. Does the Campari need to be refrigerated? I lost the cap. So then I got worried, but then I found the cap and put his hat on. But that could probably. I don't know. You you tell me. Should that I think come it out? It could be out. Yeah. That's like a. Any spirit that is like super high in alcohol, it's like, you know, you wouldn't put like whiskey in the fridge unless you like cold Campari, which I guess actually for your yeah. Negronis. You know what's the baller move is the pre-mixed cocktails where like you mix already the Negroni, the, the Campari, the sweet vermouth and the gin and you 
put it in a bottle so you can just pull it out and pour it out. That's I would call the police if someone was doing that for me. Can I tell you something? A lot of super high end restaurants are doing that now. You go to the grill in New York City. Your martini is already like in a in a in a wine bottle that they just pour out. like it's in a jug that they just I mean, pour it out. I love making a picture of something, but to prepackage it. Damn. Yeah, that, that's the move in a lot of the fancy pants restaurants now. It's weird. I don't know. I don't like it. I like I like the uh, I want I want the guy to shake it. Or I yeah. do like when there's the little sidecar. Is that what it's yes. called? That is cool. Right. Yeah, that's so fun. fun. That reminds me of those like, you know, those like motorcycles that the Nazis had that had like the little side <laughs> yeah. thing. And like a little like Labrador would be in it or something. <laughs> German Shepherd. Yeah, German Shepherd. <laughs> is that just in cartoons? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of that. It's kind of cute. Um, speaking of cute, you've got QP Mayo, which has cute in the name. I love, sort of. I love that QP. QP Mayo put, is having a moment. It's, I feel like the moment's over. I was trying to think, like, what's the new, like, hot girl food thing? Mm. Tin fish, I think, is, is done. I mean, small batch hot sauce, like, so 2013. Mm. I mean, I think, I, I personally think charcuterie boards are over. Yeah. I, like, just, oh, though I did see, have you seen butter boards online? No. Oh my God, it's this woman that like smushes butter all over like a slab of wood and then puts like different toppings in each corner and then people like dip bread in it. And then she sold out. She took a, a note out of the Dana Dude playbook and did a mayonnaise board. And it was so disgusting looking yeah, with Hellman's that's... mayonnaise. It was an ad. So I do oh, not think it. that's going to catch on. But I'm, I'm very into like the olive cornichon. And then like chips. Mm. I love that. Mm. Instead yeah, of a charcuterie. I, I think actually I would love to let's put a pin in food trends because okay. you have your finger on the pulse with that stuff. I think I kind of do too. And I'd like to share notes. Okay. And then uh, in your freezer, you've got uh, you put the flour in the freezer, which I guess is what you're supposed to do, right? My friend did that for me. He said, now that you live alone, you're not going to use this this often. You should put your flour in the freezer. And I was like, this is dark. Yeah, that's a sad bag of flour. I know. <laughs> but I do. I make like a quick focaccia mm. and it's like four cups of flour. Just go in the in the freezer, scoop it out. Wow. And you do you have instant yeast that you use? Yeah. Wow. Susie. I'm, I never got into the sourdough starter. I knew that was a scam. I knew that was <sighs> it bullshit. Is... It's so fucking annoying to do, to have the thing in your fridge and you have to keep it alive. I know my mother, her life was like ruined by it. She kept having to like leave parties to go feed it and then it would explode. <laughs> and she'd be like waking up at three in the morning to tend to this like, <laughs> <I'm> like <laughs> this like child. I'm like, I don't taste the difference. I don't think it's that special. You're like leaving like 12 voicemails. Mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you said you were coming you. four hours ago. <laughs> Mom, Thanksgiving dinner has started. <laughs> I can't let um, this work go to race. Oh, I have these horrible <laughs> off-brand M&Ms in there right now. Oh, where? Right, that little bag oh, is these? Trader Joe's M&Ms, yeah. Oh, and then God. behind him is a tiny thing of Trader Joe's dark chocolate covered almonds. When you're when you're either having an amazing day or a horrible day, you just take one. Mm, mm. Trader Joe's, they're I will say they're peanut butter cups, they're dark chocolate peanut butter cups. Mad on. 
I think their that M&Ms are weird. Yeah, I mean, you can't improve on perfection. That's so true. Okay, I think we already <laughs> went through all this. Oh, you've got a thing of <laughs> muesli <laughs> in your bottom row of your door. Why is that in the fridge? Um, this is another episode of why is that in your fridge? I don't you, think that needs to be in the fridge. You know Benji? Have yes. you met Benji, our friend? He stayed over my apartment, and he is responsible for the weird M&Ms. He's responsible for the muesli. He's responsible for the coffee, Dan, and yogurt, which he eats mm. every day. Gross. Also in the fridge. So these, this is that's leftover from a from a house guest. Coffee yogurt is fucking disgusting. I mean, I don't, I don't, I, I kind of am keeping that because I feel like there's some like you know, quick and dirty, like <laughs> almost like mug cake version of tiramisu that I could do right. with that. But <laughs> right. I haven't thought about it too deeply. Yeah, it's like you figured out a. It's like a TikTok version of like. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With the Dannon. What yeah. was. I used to eat Sprinklins. Did you ever eat Sprinklins? No, I don't know what that is. Oh my God. It's like a pink yogurt. It's so okay. pink, like Pepto Bismol. And then it had like spaceship, like a little compartment that you peeled off the foil and it was just sprinkles and you put it in. And my mm. mom would send me to school with a baggie of more sprinkles. Because I wanted every layer of the sprinklings to be the first layer. Because I would just eat it off the top. I wouldn't mix it in. OMG. I've never yeah. sprinkled it. I don't know if it's a generational thing. <laughs> it's disgusting. It is pretty disgusting. Okay. Food trends. Yeah. I, it's funny because I, I both love and hate food trends. Because like the tin fish thing. Love that that became a thing. Because especially like in uh, Spain and Portugal. like. Tin fish is like, they're more expensive than, than their reg, than fresh fish in some cases. Like their best, they use their best muscles for tinned muscles and stuff like that. Mm. I thought raclette was going to be a thing. There was a raclette restaurant that opened up in New York. I don't know that it did well. I think food, unfortunately, foods that are very like Instagrammable are becoming the thing. And I think that the algorithm is now starting to, to tell us how to eat. And I feel like that's why. That's my theory of why a lot of restaurants now, the lighting is way too high because oh. they just want to make their food uh, look good for the gram. Well, I, what I've been noticing in my neighborhood, at least, is like kind of like the ironic reinvention of like Midwest Americana. So yes. it's like our version of a blooming onion, but it's, you know, with wasabi, I don't know, aioli. <laughs> and it's like, ew, like, ew on every level or like right. meat, meatloaf night in Park Slope. Like, give me a break. Give right, me, like, right, right. Like your mom didn't need to do like onion mix on top of her meatloaf. Like, don't don't reinvent that. Just yes, leave, leave that be. It's like it's like a I don't know what to call it. Like Americana, like lowbrow. It's like taking th stuff from the 50s because you see it with casseroles are becoming a thing. Yeah. Jello. Jello's having a, a fucking moment. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No. There's it's a reason disgusting. we left that. Also, it's like kind of, yeah, like 80s dinner party vibes. And it's like, yeah, let the crudite die. Uh, yeah. How about hold on, hold on. Sticking with the 80s theme, things that I think need to be brought back. And I hope they come back. Seafood Fondue. in a martini glass. No, Ew. yeah, fondue. <laughs> Steven in a martini glass. I'm, yeah, you're, no, you're, you're into it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't hate it. I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm agnostic. I'm ambivalent. Cheese fondue or chocolate fondue? Meat fondue. Okay. First of all, 
There is in uh, in Switzerland they call it fondue chinoise, which is Chinese ah, yeah. fondue. <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny when you go to Europe, like anytime there's a restaurant that's like an ethnic quote unquote restaurant, they always have to say they like it's like restaurant chinois. It's like I can tell by the decor that it's a Chinese restaurant, but like they, I feel like they have to spell it out for for their people because they're like not used to going to non-French restaurants. Right. Um, anyway. Yeah. Okay. Meat fondue, which is where you take meat, you put it in a sort of bouillon and okay. you know, it's mixed with some chopped scallions. It's delicious. It's a wonderful thing. Cheese fondue. Fantastic. Fondue needs to have a moment. It's very prom to me. It's very like you were at semi-formal and like you're daring your gay best friend to put his mouth under it. Which isn't a bad thing, by the way, but I'm just thinking of like sort of hardened marshmallows and like mm. Costco strawberries the size of apples. Yeah. They're expected to just like shove in there. I don't right. know if I'm pro fondue. I don't like. the. Hold the... on. I think you're confusing fondue with chocolate fountain. <laughs> Is that not the same? Not... I, am, I, am the, I am the trashiest what do you mean is that not fondue i was like sticking daring someone to stick their tongue in the fondue how does that what prom did you go to barry's gonna be so embarrassed that is a chocolate fountain okay is is it not the same idea yeah sort of i mean you know in the same way that a taco and a burrito is the same idea yeah, they are. They completely are. Okay, I'm glad we... Okay, I want a chocolate fountain, if, mm -hmm. if we're going to get specific, but with, like, bolognese coming out. And then you take, <laughs> you take like, your pasta, and right. you shove it in there, and then you can eat it. That's how I want to eat. That's oh, what my I, the God. <laughs> Guys, this is, like, how penicillin was invented. Like, just by mistake, <laughs> on a riff. We just might have invented... This is Hello Sharks. We're going to we be are, so rich. <laughs> Hello Sharks. We're uh, seeking $100,000 for 10% of idea. The Bolognese, Bolognese fountain. Yeah, the Bolognese chocolate fountain. It's going to be a hit at proms. <laughs> you twirl your pasta in the fork and then stick it under the Bolognese fountain. I love it. People would love that. And then you could do like um, Parmesan or like a little parsley. Yes, uh, but that that's also like. That has to be like it's like falling from the ceiling. Like there's just parmesan. No, or you press a button and it's like those things where like, you know, like all the dollar you're in that little uh, vacuum space and like all the dollars start going up. You have to grab as many dollars as you can. <laughs> it's like that with parmesan. It just starts. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like and a ravioli's. parmesan. Yeah. Like one of those globes, those snow globes that you stand in with your <laughs> bolognese pasta. <laughs> Oh my God. I'm sold. Uh, I'm sold. I'm in. I'm absolutely in. I think that <sighs> pizza is. Oh, I'm also seeing regional trends. Like LA is becoming the pizza capital of America. Somehow, some way, the place where we're so obsessed with our weight and our physique is becoming the best pizzas in America being made here. Yeah. I think that has to do with my personal favorite eating disorder, orthorexia. It's like, it's like an obsession with eating healthy. So it's like, uh -huh. I am so regimented, like when meal prep was really big and you would have everyone, mm. those pictures of the Tupperwares with the carrot sticks and stuff. But I think there's a version of it where people basically withhold all day and then they go out and splurge on like the really caloric thing. 
and they want it to look right. good. So it's like the pizza. Interesting. I yeah, right. You don't see the five days of uh, them at the equinox just fucking just Ozempic like up the ass before they go, and they're just like, "Ooh, I'm so bad." Um, but yeah, why? I mean, I feel L.A. I think is an amazing food city, but I feel like the pizza thing. It's like fire, outdoor, indoor, outdoor cooking. Pizza is like kind of really in line with that. It makes sense to me. Yeah. By the way, speaking of favorite eating disorders, my favorite new one is the intermittent fasting for sure. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. I Have you tried love, it? Uh, not really, no, but I just love trashing on my friends who are like, they're just the most miserable. It, it, they have the most miserable lives. Like, they always want to meet to eat at weird times. They're like, meet me at 3.15. It's when I can yeah, finally yeah, start yeah, eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, meet the, me at 3.15 in an alley. I'm going to have had six <laughs> cups of black coffee, nothing in it, but black coffee doesn't count, okay? It's like, you're going to bring me a tomahawk, and it's like, can't we just go out to lunch? What is I it? Have, I have 35 minutes to have yeah. breakfast, lunch, and dinner. <laughs> like, are you in? Are you out? Like, if there's traffic, I'm screwed. But my brother-in-law and my sister intermittent fast and they're like pretty elite like I, I think he's probably eating four hours a day he is cut yeah but it's not sustainable and it also is just like leading to just this obsession with like what i'm eating when i'm eating uh how yeah. much i mean it's just like i think all those things are just, it's it's kind of why i didn't do dry january this year was because i felt like after i did dry january last year i was so much more obsessed with drinking for the next three months yeah like, i was yeah, like yeah. Ugh. I got a, it was like intermittent fasting for drinking where I was like, I only have 11 months to drink as much <laughs> yeah, as I can. <laughs> you you got to meet me right now down the block at Tour Dive. No, I, um, yeah, I, I never did dry January. I did a story at the New York Post that was like bartenders are girding their loins for the end of dry January. It was like the weekend before the first weekend in February. And I was like, how are you going to handle it? He's like, I don't know. It's going to be, it's going to be brutal. <laughs> Um, I think my favorite eating disorder right now, I don't know. I like, I'm ready for like amphetamines to come back. It's like, you know, we, I mean, so we've cycled through so many and we've like now hit the edge, I think, where losing weight has been completely rebranded as wellness and self-care. And right. I'm, I'm ready for it to like, kind of come back to self-harm. You know what I mean? Like, let's like just call right. it what it is. Well, here's the thing, though, I think because in a lot of ways, losing weight has been shamed, right? Like people are like, no, you should just be comfortable in whatever, whatever body you're in. So maybe we bring back cigarettes as a yeah. way, as a way to lose weight. And then we say, no, it's just it's a, it's genetic that I have to smoke cigarettes. Like, this is <laughs> <laughs> this is not stop. Stop My culture. Yeah. Stop smoke shaming me. Oh, it's, cigarettes are back. It's the cigarettesance. Wait, is it honestly? Yeah, I wish I I coined that. I didn't. Oh, really? Interesting. What's how so? What's going on? Is it like hookahs? Did they have something to do with it? I mean, people it's how like, anything works. Three people in Brooklyn do it, and it's a renaissance. I think people or the think, vaping. People got yeah, they tired got of vaping. Freaked out of, from the popcorn lung. The Yummy. Popcorn lung. <laughs> By the way, vaping to me is like a deal breaker with like dates or whatever. I'm I'm so anti-vape. It grosses me out so much, which I know takes a swath of the dating pool out of. Uh, I mean, everyone vapes now. Everyone in LA, I see people on the subway do it, and I'm like, 
I've seen people like get escorted out of plane bathrooms. And it's like, if there is one thing on a plane, you do not tamper with the, whatever they call it. And then, and now they say like vaping counts, but people are like jonesing. It's really, it's really gross. Apparently it's way harder to get off. Really? Well, cause it's, it's so you have to just, it's all about like barrier for entry, right? You don't, you need to, need to make the barrier for entry high and then you'll be okay. That's why I'm never going to have a, a, a deep fryer in my house. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Deep fryer company wanted to send me a deep fryer. I said no. I have lines. If I have a deep fryer in my house, I will use that deep fryer. I don't even have an air fryer because I'm like, let's give it three years. Let's give it three years. See how many tumors come out of that one. I don't have a microwave. Wow. Really? Yeah. Sorry. By the way, I'm calling bullshit I'm not, I'm not, on air fryers. I'm not, I'm not like other girls. I don't really get along with other girls. Just that's just me. I usually get along with guys. I don't have a microwave. Yo, I um, met the most amazing girl last. She's not like other girls. She doesn't have a microwave. a microwave. I just can't fit it. But yeah, air fryers, it it's when people start speaking in the marketing materials of the thing that I get mm. very suspicious. So a lot of friends will be like, well, Botox works better if you get it before you need it. I'm sorry, that doesn't make any sense. It's like, right, right. that is like straight off the side of a Botox syringe. It's right. like, oh yeah, it works a lot better if you if you just start doing it every week for the 18 yeah. years before you have a wrinkle. It's like, okay. And then with the air fryer, it's like, <laughs> yeah, 90% less oil and it tastes the same. And I'm like, whoa, like who's in your, what's in the brain ship? Bill Gates talking <laughs> about air fryer. Yeah, I just, I don't like it. I'm not into also, it. I'm calling bullshit on air. All, all an air fryer is, is a convection oven. It's an oven. It's like a little, it's a, it's a countertop convection oven. There's a fan and the fan, it, it just makes the oil, I guess, like moves it around on the food while it's cooking. So everything gets an even crisp and they're like, oh, it's frying in the air. No, it's not. You put fucking oil on it and you put it in the oven and there's a fan. Yeah, it's just the oven. It's just, it's, it's rebranding is what it is. It's, it's re-branding. a rebranded oven. The inside of those things are disgusting. Oh, especially the ones with the fucking handle thing that you pull out and pull in. Oh, those, yeah, yeah. And the crevices in there. I don't even want to know what people are doing to, to clean those. No, no, I'm super anti-air fry. I'm also very anti-slow cooker. Yeah, I don't think that works. I'm, I'm old anti- school. Yeah. Like, give me a fucking Le Creuset and a lot of time. Yeah, just like have it on your stove. Yeah. Yeah, my mom just tried to do a brisket in a slow cooker and she's like, this tastes like sawdust. So she gave it to my uncle. She's like, he'll eat anything. It's fine. But yeah, I I feel like slow cook, something that people, I have a friend who uses a bread maker now and her bread is, her haul is really good from it. And I, and I, and I have some trouble with consistency in that arena. I I think most appliances are really a scam. I'm super anti-gadget. I hate the... Uh, no fridge. Definitely no fridge. I don't need a fridge. We already saw my fridge. <laughs> I just need an ice... I need an ice man who comes by once a week. It's the return. Yeah, it is. What was the other... Oh, the Instapot. That was the thing that fucking took over the world for a while. 
that just felt like a slow cooker or a crock yeah. pot. Ex- right? It was like, yeah, but they added something. I think it was also a rice cooker. And so because of that, it was like, it does everything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's always the you. same people, too, who cycle through every single one. And like oh, in yeah. eight months, I'm going to be like to my friend, like, oh, what's up with your air fryer? She's going to be like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I've never used an air fryer. It's crazy. <laughs> I think the pizza, the pizza oven also, the home pizza oven. Oh, like, that's huge. That's that huge. became a huge thing. That's going to be the new, uh, remember when everyone was getting injuries, slicing open their palms on avocados? Yeah. You're, you're about to see some, some serious, like, eyebrows coming off, like, serious injuries <laughs> from the pizza ovens, is my, is my guess. Uh, I got that pizza lung. Oh, yeah. <laughs> pizza lung. It's like clown lung. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, these are all just adult versions of easy bake ovens like this is all just like reaching for childhood 100 percent, 100 percent. and also it's like gadgetifying everything i feel like um people just don't want to learn how to cook like they want the machine to do it for them mm. and i say that as a brand ambassador for traeger traeger <laughs> grills when you just want to set and forget your barbecue but look i think some of it is good because I don't want to fucking learn how to be a barbecue pit master and, you know, like uh, tend to the fire every second. But uh, look, my Breville, I just got a Breville espresso machine. For you free. are like, you're, you're completely gadgeted up. You're like I gadgets know. out the tuchus. Well, I guess so. But not none of the, there's like kitschy gadgetry though that I'm just not a fan of. Yeah. You're like, mine's expensive though. So it's different. Yeah. <laughs> I think a lot of things should not be made at home. And I'm also a firm believer that certain things are better cheap. So, for example, Mm. don't make barbecue at home. You go out and buy that. That doesn't need to happen in your house. Yeah. I don't want a fancy mac and cheese. I don't want a fancy grilled cheese. I don't want a fancy brownie. I want Mm. I want the actual low version of that. Mm. That's just me. That's just me. Yeah, I feel the same way about ketchup. It's funny. I'm very cognizant now of uh, what I talk about on the podcast because this one guy on Twitter has been shaming me for like bringing up the same things. He's like, dude, you said that story in three episodes. So I always talk about how I I don't like fancified ketchup. Like I abhor fancy ketchup. Oh, well, first of all, I hate Hans. I'm from Pittsburgh. I'm a Heinz girl. Yeah, I mean, I'm a Heinz girl. Heinz girl too, but I'm not from from Pittsburgh. I but I I will. Heinz gang, rise up. (laughs) I don't. I I also feel like fancy mayos might not be my thing. Well, you know, Sir Kensington is behind all of this. I declare jihad on Sir Kensington. Yeah, disgusting. I mean, I was into it for a while, and then I tried to make a tartar sauce out of Sir Kensington's, and I was like, I don't think this is. I want Hellman's. I miss my Hellman's. You make my helmet, mommy. Daddy misses helmet. <laughs> okay, we didn't even talk about rum. I, I, this is going to be a long episode because I love it. Do you have to go anywhere? No, no, I don't have a hard out. We don't have a hard out, but something that does give me a hard on is nice. raw milk, which you just wrote about in the free press. I've always been fasc- fascinated by the whole raw milk thing. I was actually a member of that. There was a co-op in Venice. That was the only place selling raw milk for a while in L.A. And then they got like shut down, like fucking got people with like M16s came in. To no, shut the place down. They got raided. It was, it was like raided. David Koresh. Like, yeah, it was David Koresh. So they lit a fire. Yeah, <laughs> with the place people on fire. died. Yeah, they would they have were lit all a, named Jade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was hilarious because I would go there shopping for raw milk and it was like, 
me and a bunch of hippies and a bunch of like Trumpies before Trump was even a thing. This was like 15 years ago. It was always a weird, it is a weird intersection of people who are the raw milkers and raw milk is making a comeback. Um, and it's actually legal now in California. Yeah. California is one of the most like permissive states. It, the horseshoe theory is real and the center of it is at raw milk. And Tell me what that kind means. of, so it's like people think that, you know, far left and far right meet and kind mm. of, you know, the anti-vax movement, for example, was a, you know, a big example of this. And I think another mm. one is just distrust in the medical establishment, in the FDA, in the food pyramid, in like these sort of nutritional powers that be. And, mm. you know, if you kind of like think back, it's like, when did a lot of this start? When people were moving to cities, they needed to keep their food fresh. That's when preservatives were added. That's when pasteurization was invented to prevent things like listeria. And they're like, nope, that was that's the moment that all of this got screwed up. That's why we're here. And we're just going to go back to that time before pasteurization, which is kind of the what raw milk is. It's unpasteurized. Yeah, yeah it's unpasteurized, which, you know, I guess in some cases can give you some fucked up diseases, but not really. It doesn't really happen really happen and people who drink raw milk i mean there's people who drink raw milk who think it's like cured their children of autism Did, it didn't work for you so i don't know um no, but <laughs> i mean i got it and i got it after i reading your article i was like i'm going i'm doing it and yeah it was cool it i felt pretty cool not gonna lie but for me it's less the milk that i care about and more the cheeses because that's yeah. the one thing that europe has on us is that they can make cheese out of raw milk and that does make a real difference and we it's like can't nuttier, right like, yeah like? but especially with the fresh cheeses it's just like it just has a more unctuous uh velvety mouthfeel it's just like the fat content in it is so much nicer because it just hasn't been boiled out it's like the mevushal right. do you know what mevushal <laughs> is oh my god they they really just they like light it on fire they it's yeah. crazy what they do to that wine for the for 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 the non-orthodox Jews listening, mivushal is a koshering of wine where they like boil the fucking wine. It's and, it's and it's debated though if it's necessary. Like I yeah, know it, people who keep kosher who are not drinking mivushal wine. Well, the interesting thing about that law, because I looked into it, is uh, that it was done. I put it in the same category as I put the meat and milk law. Uh, in terms of poultry and milk, because the poultry, they say you can't have poultry and milk because someone might walk by you and think that it's actually meat that you're having. And then they're going to talk shit about you, even though it was just poultry. So that's more of a like a gossip kosher law. Oh, interesting. And the law about Mavushal wine is because pagans back in the day were using wine in their rituals. And so the Jews wanted to make sure that pagans weren't like stealing their wine for the ritual and like putting it back. So they and made it, it horrible. <laughs> yeah. So they basically they're like the pagans won't want it if the pagans thought it would be like impure if it was if it was like cooked or whatever. So they did that so that the pagans wouldn't raid their wine. Yeah. It's like you can't steal it. I already like ruined it. Like, yeah. It's I mean, I thought it would be because of like bugs and the grapes and the fruit that it would kill those off before like being strained or whatever. But right. Wow. I learned something no. new today. It's for the pagans. 
It's so stupid. Yeah. <laughs> it's like uh But now it's like a whole cottage. Like now it's an industry and it there's like, you know, like lobbies involved and, you know, contracts that have to be on. Remember when Hebrew National went down? Yes. What was that about? They're not kosher. Really? That, that happened, but then there was like another bigger one. It was on Pico. I'm, I'm, I'm conflating a few stories, but basically every couple of years, a so-called kosher butcher or company gets outed that they haven't really done it. And they were cutting corners because um, it's really expensive to make something really kosher. And it's always well, a, it's a racket. It's a racket. Yeah, it's a racket. racket. <laughs> you need to hire seven people. It's literally like the mafia. Like you got to just hire people, pay them off so that they say your stuff is kosher. There's right? always like a dude just fucking sitting there, just getting paid. It's like, it's like a, it's like the most boring version the of the Sopranos. The mis- the <laughs> the most boring episode of the Sopranos ever. <laughs> I would watch that like a corrupt Mashkia running around to LA. <laughs> yeah. Going and being like, it's fine. No one will notice. <laughs> you want your certification? Yeah, yeah. My daughter needs some braces. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You want your Hall of Israel sticker? <laughs> Wait, so back to raw milk real quick before we get yeah. to the questions. Did you did you change your ways? Are you raw milking it? I've always I've done a lot of food stories and I've always noticed that like it sort of creeps in. So like I did mm-hmm. a story about like dudes who trade Bitcoin and only eat raw meat before Jordan Peterson was like right when he started this diet. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, I could do that. And so like now I have this like rendered duck fad and like Whatever, but I haven't had raw milk yet. I'm gonna you're gonna have to invite me back on after I've had the raw milk and I've, you know, whatever happens to me, we'll see. I might love it. Yeah. I might get I might get milk pilled. <laughs> I mean it's nice. It's sweet. It's sweet, sweet, straight from the teat milk. Yeah. Was there like um, like a Freudian thing? Were you like yeah. my mommy? Mama. <laughs> That's the noise I made while I was having my cappuccino. I, you know, I put this, I put the, uh, what is it called? The carnivore diet. I put that in the same category as Ozempic where like, give it, give it a couple of years, but you definitely yeah. see like the, uh, Rogan types posting about like, like there's this, uh, guy, Chad Mendez, who used to be a UFC fighter and he's like a big hunter influencer now. Oh. And, uh, he shows these pictures of him with awful psoriasis, like <laughs> just his whole fucking body. And then, like, shows the picture of a year later after I'm only, I'm only eating raw, you know, eating meat for everything. And he doesn't have the psoriasis anymore. I mean, I believe that because you're just eliminating everything pretty much. I mean, right. that, that'll, that'll do it. But that's one where I'm like, well, meat like that is incredibly satisfying. So it I don't is. know. But I don't think that humans were, I mean, I don't know. Like when I did whole, I did whole 30 Uh and it's like a lot of meat and you're just like, the hunger is like, you're less feral. Like the hunger after you eat like sugar or bread is like, Mm. you're so empty. Like you're weak from it. Whereas if you're eating like real foods and whole foods, you're just like, I should refuel myself. Like it's a, it's a lot less manic, I would say. Yeah, exactly. As long as you're doing the fueling between 345 and 415. (laughs) Just fit it all in. Just turn your your body into a French press and just shove all the food down. Yeah, you become an Instapot. (laughs) And you're like, the the air is doing it. You're like, okay, man. (laughs) 
Americans first enjoyed fondue of the Swiss variety, which is the classic cheese fondue served with crusty bread. The French name fondue is derived from the verb fondre, which means to melt or to dissolve. In the 1950s, Swiss cheese fondue became extremely popular in the United States, and you know us, we love taking things that are already not that healthy and making them way more unhealthy. Cue the chocolate fondue. Funny enough, chocolate fondue was not invented in a kitchen. It was invented in a boardroom. A Madison Avenue marketing firm invented it on behalf of their client, Toblerone Chocolate. And this, I'm assuming, somehow led to Susie's trashy-ass chocolate fountain. Bon appetit. Guys, I've said it before and I've said it again. I love HelloFresh. Remember those New Year's goals you promised yourself you'd stick to? Huh? Yeah, where are you now in the middle of February? Come on, get back on the boat. HelloFresh is here to help you eat better by delivering fresh ingredients and easy recipes right to your door, taking the hassle out of dinner time. But no matter what your lifestyle or meal preference, HelloFresh has recipes sure to please everyone at your table. From fit and wholesome to veggie or family-friendly, you will always find something even the pickiest eaters will enjoy. I love HelloFresh. They send me the food. I make it. It's very fun. It takes the guesswork out of cooking because sometimes daddy just wants to cook. He doesn't want to have to think. He doesn't want to have to open up one of my many cookbooks on my cookbook collection. No, I just want HelloFresh to tell me what to make and... And I, I want to eat, and I want to enjoy, and I don't want to overthink. And HelloFresh is great for that. Go to HelloFresh.com slash GreenEggs65 and use code GreenEggs65 for 65% off plus free shipping. It's like free food, guys. 60% off plus free shipping. Uh, think about it. Supermarkets have jacked up their prices 65%. You're saving 65%. Again, HelloFresh.com slash GreenEggs65. Use the code GREENEGG65 for 65% off plus free shipping. HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. What is your earliest food memory? I was a really, really weird eater. I only, I was like one of those white foods, orange foods, like oh, beige wow. food, beige food girl. And I would eat like ketchup sandwiches and like bagels, bagels and cream cheese. Probably those like icing covered animal crackers, the pink and white ones with the mm. you, the non-parels, non-parels. Oh, I don't know. Those, the round sprinkle. It's like a know. round hard sprinkle. It's a, it's a sprinkle man sprinkle. You know what okay. I mean? Okay. Um, I loved those. I loved those. But yeah, I mean, it's funny. Growing up in my house, I, my parents did like every single diet trend so it mm. was like you, we had the egg beaters in the fridge you remember egg oh beaters oh my god awful, awful oh awful. they were disgusting and then yeah. like my dad uh every superfood i mean goji berries blueberries there was a big boca burger phase in my house there was you know i don't know if they were in cleanse mode but like they they the atkins was big all of it so food Food always factored in really heavily, but I, my grandparents lived with us and they, mm. they knew how to have fun. That was, that was where the cosmic brownies came in. That's where the powdered sugar donuts from the gas station came in. I mean, that's, that's where it got. Yeah. I mean, you grew up in the rust belt, you know, give a girl some rust. <laughs> yeah, sure, sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's call it that. <laughs> you know, it's funny though. Like I, there's gotta be some sort of Malcolm Gladwell chapter on this, but like 
my parents, immigrants, came here. I probably had the most healthy eating as a child before health was ever a trend. Like right. before organic was a thing, like it was always like, no, we're not having these colors and garbage shit. And it's like, we're going to eat normal food. And I feel like your family, hyper intellectuals, over intellectualizing everything, including well, what uh, specimens should we will feed ourselves the best. And you got it all wrong. You got it, got all, it wrong. all wrong. Couldn't have been more wrong. <laughs> you need you needed some fucking immigrants who didn't finish high school. I'm kidding. My parents were very well educated <laughs> to like show but, to be like, here's hummus. Here's hummus. Shut up. Yeah. We were having hummus before it was uh, before it was it was hot. Well, it was Persian hot food. I mean, the lahmacun, the tahin. Lamajan is more of a Turkish thing. Lamajan is like those pizzas. Are you talking about the pizzas with the, the meat pizza? With, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Lamajan uh, is I Turkish. That. that stuff is great. There was a place actually on Houston, East Houston, right next to Katz's. There was a Turkish place that was like my go-to late night drunk food. And they just had lamajan, which are these like super flat breads that they put like ground lamb on and then and some like Turkish spices and they'd roll it up and you'd have. Oh my like God. A, why isn't lamajan having a moment? That should have the fucking. Absolutely. Yeah. Lamajan's great. <laughs> Oh, my God. It's almost like a puff pastry. T- it's almost like a, the Lunchable thing that they gave you in yeah. a Lunchable. I don't know that because I had I had parents who cared about my you, health. Right. Right. That, of course. <laughs> <laughs> um, what is your death row meal? So you are on death row. Why would you be Damn. on death row? Oh, OK. I have an idea of why. Yeah, you'd what be is it? On death row. OK, you you go to this hot new restaurant down the block from you and they're like, um, we're actually doing a blooming onion with a saffron aioli and white truffles for fifty dollars extra, and you just fucking can't take it. You take I out go your, berserk. you go berserk. You take out your your bottle of raw milk that you have, and you spray it on everyone, and they all die yeah. of listeria. Perfect. And now you're on okay, death so, row. And now I'm on death row. I love the experience of the steak for two at Morandi downtown. Ooh. Okay. Just because it comes on this, like, you feel like a sultan. It's just, like, crazy. It's on this huge, like, everyone at the restaurant looks, and it comes with, like, a whole head of garlic and shishito mm. peppers. And it's not, like, the best thing, but I love eating it. Yeah, the pageantry is nice there. Yeah, I lo- I'm going to want a performance for the last time. And then for dessert. By the way, just so you know, that's the most requested death row meal on the podcast. Steak. 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 Yeah, Everyone wants a steak on the way out. I know, because it's just like. Hard Although to I wonder, it. I wonder if the people on the carnivore diet are like, I'll have a piece of tempeh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So if I'm going to go out. Oh, you know what? I watch a lot of food content on YouTube and mm. I saw these women making butter burgers off, mm. like in the style of like this Wisconsin diner, Solly's that does okay. butter burgers. So it's just burgers cooked in butter. but like sort of to, to, to an extent that is like car, sort of carnival-like. I mean, it's like oh, kind okay. of like a fried or, I mean, it's like crazy. And it, these women are just like eating it and they're like, we need a minute. Like it's kind of one of those like daytime shows and they're just like, pack it up. Like this, this is out of control. And they put like a griddled onion on it and like a crispy, I think it might be, I think I might be editing to a butter burger from Solly's, even though I've never been there. You know, it's funny when you said butter burger, I was picturing 
two buns and like a hockey puck of butter in the middle. I mean, it, it is that. Just, oh, it is. No, but it's like it's it's meat, but I think it's kind of that like that much butter. Interesting. And what's for dessert? The grapefruit halva thing from Balud Sud. Have you had that? No. It's, it's like it's like grapefruit ice. It's like an icy thing. I don't know what it's called. And then there's like halva on top, and like I'll always order like the lavender ricotta lemon. I I don't want the lava cake. You'll never you won't catch me dead ordering a lava cake. I really? like the floral dessert. Yeah. And this one is is the best thing in the world. Oh wow. Um, by the way, no need to shit on the lava cake while you're saying what your favorite thing is. It's no fake. need to just take lava, that down. Lava cakes go to the same place Sir Kensington's going. <laughs> I'm just very pro I'm to super the pro lava cake. <laughs> what is the best high end meal you've ever had? I went to prune a few years mm. ago mm-hmm. for my friend's birthday. And she was doing an elimination diet too to figure out her acne. But she was like, you know what? It's all, it's all bets off tonight. Not and today, I, Susie. Not to, and so we're, we were outside and they came and they gave us little like espresso cups of Parmesan broth, which was fabulous. And it was like snowing out. It was beautiful. And then I don't remember the actual meal, but I remember being like, this is awesome. Yeah, that restaurant was so magical and it's no longer there, which is so sad. But yeah. um, Gabrielle Hamilton, fantastic chef, amazing writer too. Her books are great incredible but she she created such an interesting restaurant that was so much fun it was like she was like a a chef's chef like all the chefs wanted to eat there so that's a good one what's your best low-end meal you're trash so this is a good question for you i mean the popeye's chicken sandwich you eat that you're like i get why people were murdered i i get (laughs) i get it you're like this is so good it's almost in hilarious i love honestly you're you're in the Lower East Side. You go to that McDonald's on Avenue A. You get a soft serve. Walk around Tompkins Square Park. Take a little tour of the city. That's that's lunch to me in the summer. Mm. I mm. love McDonald's soft serve. It's it's airier. It's not like custard. It's not it's not as fatty or heavy. Interesting. Honestly, when I worked at the New York Post, I lived off of Dunkin' Donuts egg and cheese wake up wraps. I'm not saying it's the best low end meal I've had. It's just the low-end meal I've had most often. Wait, why would you have that over like a bodega egg and cheese? That's like the gold standard of egg and cheese. It felt a little gratuitous. Like there was something professional and corporate and like, to, in my mind, healthier about the Dunkin' Donuts to egg and cheese for $2 on the subway. And then you would also get this like genetically modified banana, which was so big. It was like almost you you look like a cartoon walking into the office holding this banana. And then I'd have a thing of Justin's almond butter, Benos palm oil, or whatever. And then I'd eat the banana with the Justin's almond butter every single day. After after I after I in private ate my egg and cheese wake up wraps. That wasn't to be done in front of other people. Right. Wow. So you would do that in private and then you'd have this cartoonishly large piece of health food that you'd walk in yeah. with like look at me guys like it looks like you're covering something <laughs> exactly i ate um, so weird i would get invited to these like press events and just like eat the sliders they gave out for dinner those sliders are horrible too they're so thick i love a slider give me a slider i hate day. sliders the proportions are off but i like the name slider it's fun i get that i get that the proportions are fun <laughs> 
I think, there's I mean, no- it's, it's almost like a cupcake though. Like there's something undignified about eating it. Yeah, but they're fun. It's not an every time thing, but like, I don't know that I trust people who don't like sliders. Like you're just like, you have a hole in your yeah. heart and, and that's it's like a, a Rorschach test for me. Like, what do you think about sliders? <laughs> that's a no, that's a no that's, for me, dog. That's a glass half full girl right there. Oh, it's like a hard cheese. It's like, it's like a pickled jalapeno. If they're trying to be fancy, like sort of falling off, like committing suicide off the slider that you're meant to eat <laughs> over a napkin. No, I'm, I don't do that. It is hard as finger food. It's such an American thing. It's like, we want to have a burger, but we also want to socialize. All right, yeah. make it smaller. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, we're doing, we're doing past hors d'oeuvres. We're doing a heavy standing dinner. What? That's not a dinner party. Yeah. It's cocktail hour. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Also, I don't know if this counts as low end, but I love the Smith. I'm an unrepentant Smith girl. Wait, I don't know what the Smith is. The Smith, it's like the most basic bitch restaurant in New York. And it, okay. it's it's like the Cheesecake Factory of New York. Oh, okay. And they'll they'll do like a you can get in the same meal, like a like a ragu bolognese situation, mm-hmm. and then like a spicy tuna, spicy crispy tuna thing. Right. And then also like a banana split. And it's like, I'm sorry, I'm not gonna pretend this is an incredible. Oh boy. You seem to be, this is like the third time you brought up bolognese. Are you having a bolognese moment these days? My whole life is a bolognese moment. Really? I'm obsessed. I love bolognese. I make, an, I make an amazing bolognese. When's the next time you're in LA? Probably the end of this month. Should I make it for you? No, I, I just made a huge thing of bolognese. Uh, oh, really? And I froze a bunch of them. So I'll save one for you. I think you'll love it. And I made it with raw milk. Really? Yeah, I made That's a raw milk so bolognese. What is your favorite drunk food? Honestly, I think the French fries at the Comedy Cellar are amazing. I think their mozzarella sticks are really good. I Interesting. Your favorite drunk food is at the Comedy Cellar? That's because there's a two drink minimum. Oh, so that's where you're drinking. Yeah. They also do an incredibly good cheesecake. It's cheap. It's another food where the cheap version is better. Mm. It's just like it's bad. Cheesecake is better. You know what I mean? Yes, Um, absolutely. By the way, side note. Food trend 2023, Basque cheesecake. Just oh, yeah, your, the burnt one. Keep your ears open. It's happening. It's taken over like wildfire. You know, people the, are really trying to make Dutch babies happen. Those never yeah. happened. Dutch babies are really fun to have and to make, but they're kind of annoying. Like, you got to do it with a cast iron and all that stuff. I kind of loved having Dutch babies as for brunch. It, oh, just, sounds, for brunch. it just sounds really awful. Yeah, like, I'm going to eat know. this Dutch baby. <laughs> Imagine if it was like a different country. Won't go down that road, but a little, little much. Um, yeah. Uh, have you I, I had like, the Have you had the Nigerian babies at yeah, exactly. uh, the Cheesecake Factory? They're fantastic. In the, in uh, today's climate, you got to be careful. Today. Yeah. What is your favorite hangover cure? Bagel Pub, which I think is the best bagel in New York. Fresh Locks, number one. It's cucumber and dill cream cheese, it's capers, it's tomatoes, it's red onions. It is probably like a half pound of lox on either a pumpernickel or a pumpernickel everything. And it is, or if you're with a friend, you go halvesies, halvesies, that, and then they'll get egg and cheese on an egg bagel. Mm. You're done. You're, You're cured. I've never done the egg bagel. Can you actually taste the egg if I made you, if I put a blindfold on you? Yeah, it's just like richer. It feels mm-hmm. smushier too. Mm. So good. 
Fun. They do, By the way, they do an amazing bagel. Shots fired. Another thing that's taken over in LA, bagels. Better bagels in LA than in New York. I hear one more thing about Courage bagels. It's fine. I Courage mean, Courage bagels is fantastic. It's fantastic. Yeah, but it's just, yeah, Barney Greengrass is an, a gajillion times better experience than Courage. I mean, Courage is not a good experience. You're waiting in a line with a bunch of assholes to get a bagel. Yeah. And then you have to sit in like a chair made for a kindergartner. Right. And it's like, there's, salad on top of your bagel it's like go to barney greengrass they know how to present a bagel and there's just a guy screaming like you want to be all you want to be all you want to be all and you're like yeah yeah right and, and i love then it up there courage bagels the experience does suck they're like you can't come in you can't come in and take pictures of anything you can use our you can't really use our bathroom either just yeah. sucks suck down the bagel as fast as you can because there's a bunch of hipsters looking at you to, for you to get up but damn, their their menu's written with charcoal or something. It's like scratched <laughs> out. Like they couldn't get a printer. It's like, no, I don't, I don't, I don't do that. But Bagel Bagel Pub's really good. Courage is great too, but. Who is your favorite celebrity food personality? Alton Brown's a hard no for me. I'll just say that out of the gate. When, as oh, soon as Alton going... Brown came on, I, I, I was like, get, get out of here. <laughs> we're going okay? no's. Okay. I like yeah. least favorite. That's fun. Yeah. Okay. Let's start with least favorite. And Why then, Alton Brown? Because he's like a science nerd? Yeah, it's like, this isn't fun. You're just right. like talking to me about nitrogen and ice cream. It's like, I go to school during the day. I don't need this from the Food Network. You know who I, the guy, Mark Summers. Oh, Mark Summers? The, Is that his name? He hosted Unwrapped. Wasn't Mark he, Summers initially the host of like Nickelodeon's like the Double Dare or something? That tracks. Okay, Mark Summers hosts Unwrapped. He wouldn't, I mean, it was such a low production show. They would use like B-roll of like, you know, the bazooka factory. And then right. Mark Summers would just be like sitting in a diner being like, like bazooka puts out 18,000 tons of gelatin in the, like just the crazy, like it takes 40 barrels of red dye, which is the equivalent of 18 like Acura sedans filled. Like it was just the craziest facts for things right. you never had to know. And I loved, oh, loved Unwrapped. Oh, that really did it for me. I mean, that era, I think Rachel Ray's 30-Minute Meals. Yeah. That, I loved it. Um, Juliana Rancic didn't trust her because she was skinny, but the, her food looked good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the queen, the queen of queens is Ina, Miss Ina. Yes, of course. Although I've been trying so hard to get her on the podcast and she just ignores all my... That's wrong. She just ignores me. Her relationship, I, I really admire. Oh, and then, oh, oh, I'm Jeffrey. Yeah, Jeffrey. I'm always late from work, yeah. but I can't wait to have your roast chicken. I know. You're like, oh, extra chocolate chunks in the cookies for Jeffrey. It's like, yeah. I think it's, re it's weird how similar Julia Childs and Ina both had like husbands who worked abroad in the State Department. Oh, interesting. There's like some psyop going on there. And then, of course... <laughs> The Antichrist to Ina, Miss Paula Dean, is not a fave, mm. but she would do things. She was like, when you see on Instagram reels, like everyone like putting a pizza on top of a sub yeah. on top, like that was I. I mean Paula. Was Paula or, I mean Paula was, Paula was Paula was doing Krispy Kreme donut as Burgers. hamburger buns. Yeah, that was, and her. it's like she doesn't really get credit for that. 
She doesn't. She doesn't get. She did. She got canceled for trying to make Nigerian babies a thing. Yeah, yeah, she did. She <laughs> did. It was. She was ahead of her time for that one. <laughs> Paula Dean was like fun to watch in that it's like, I it, none of the food seemed edible. It was just like she wants. She was like, I'm just gonna put in as much butter as is humanly possible. Bef- like just before this, it, this is gonna like turn into a nuclear reaction. Like just <laughs> yeah. the point before. <laughs> Yeah, before you need to call in like fumigators. Right. But um, I loved watching it. It was performance art. Yeah. I, I know fun. you would actually cook those things. And I love Ina's um, oh, yeah. make three by two. I think that's incredible advice. Um, what is that? I don't know what that is. Ina's always like make three by two. So make your maybe your salad and your main and one of your apps, but like buy a baguette. Like, don't make your own salted nuts. Just buy the good salted nuts from the expensive grocery store in the Hamptons and serve right. that. Right. It's like right. her philosophy. Or like if there's an amazing dessert, it's like just buy the cake from the good place and, you know, have everything yeah. else be homemade. I like that because I do think there is. And I, I was I was uh, I fell victim to this trend of like, I need to make every single thing from scratch. I need to make the mayo from scratch. I need to make oh, my God. chimichurri. And then by the end of the night, I'm just like fucking exhausted and like, you know, yeah, like s- <laughs> sleep for 14 hours. <laughs> it's like, yeah, exactly. And you're like, do you like it? And you're like white knuckling this like little tiny amount. Oh, God, I tried to make a Caesar salad and it would not emulsify the dressing. Yeah. <laughs> and I was throwing a fit. I was like in the car with this bell jar shaking. I was like, it's not emulsifying. And Barry was like, we're going to just pick up Caesar dressing. I was like, over my dead body. I was like, so stupid. So stupid. I like that. Buy thr- uh, make three by two. Order it's make two and buy three. I forget which one, but it's like, because you're already going out to buy the ingredients anyway. It's like, yeah. Don't saddle yourself with like, you know. Yeah. Professionals do the emulsifying, not us. Also, no one knows what the word emulsify means. They think they do. It's when it, the fat breaks down. Is that the idea? I don't think so. I don't know. It gets thicker. I don't know. We just, we, we all make up an answer. Yeah, yeah. It's like modern jackass. It's like, you know what, you, you, you just know the word, but it's like, I really hope no one asks me what that means. <laughs> no you just, you know, it. it's like porn. It's like, it's hard to define, but you know when you see it? Yes. <laughs> That's what emulsification is. A hundred percent. What is your desert island food? You're trapped on a desert island. One food you're going to eat for the rest of your life. And you're never going to get tired of it. Probably again, like a, like a steak. It's so satisfying. It really. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner steak. Are you crazy? Yeah. No, I, wow. I could do it now. I wouldn't need to wow. be in a desert island situation. Or like a bread and butter. I never get sick of that. Bread and butter is a great answer, actually. I don't know that anyone's ever said that, but it's true. Yeah, bread Fresh and butter bread forever. And butter? Yeah. Okay. Good. Yeah, it's the fat. It's everything. It's the fat, it's the emulsification. Yeah, it's Uh, emulsified. (laughs) Is there a food you can't stand eating? I don't eat hot dogs or anything in a hot dog bun. What are you talking about? You have, we started this whole thing with the sausage in your fridge. I don't eat that. I cut that up and put put it on the sides of things. You won't catch me dead holding a hot dog bun. I think people look idiotic when they're eating hot dogs. I don't do that. I have the sausage, but I don't eat it like that. I would never eat it like that. But you have, but you will have the radioactive bananas that are like. Yes. Oh no, it's not a health thing. I'm just like I'm not. 
there's just something there's something about living in new york i think with the hot dog carts and they'll like they'll like release the water at the end of the day like they let the water kind of go out in the street and you're like i don't want to eat that anything that's anything that's in that arena Wait, but I'm um, hold on. I'm so confused. So is it that you won't eat the hot dog because it's like a phallic weird thing? Or is it that because uh, you will have the chopped up sausage meat? Yeah, I mean, the the meat is good. It's just the like, yeah, I, it, it's not even because it's phallic. I just like hot dogs freak me out. I think that's just what I'm trying to get get at. OK, question was, what can't you stand eating? I wouldn't be able to stand it. Is it is it it's like I'm how some to... people are weird about mayo? I'm just trying to put a finer point on this. Is it because the vehicle of a hot dog looks like you're just trying to shove it into your mouth? Yeah, it feels really like industrial. Mm, yes, it's like clunk, 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 like your Pac-Man. Yeah, it's like, yeah, me. I'm eating my hot dog with relish. It's just something weird. <laughs> I don't do tuna fish. I think it's gross. I think broccoli is um, really horrendous. First of all, I need to, whenever the word tuna fish is mentioned on the podcast, I have to talk about Tonino's. <laughs> you're you're contractually fish. obligated. I, contra- I have to bring up how wonderful Tonino's is. What was after tuna fish? Broccoli. Oh, grow up. Honestly, grow the fuck up. No, it's just the stock is so hard. Like cauliflower, you can really chop up and make into something real. Broccoli is just like no one wants her at the party. What Why about broccoli we... rob? Totally different food. I mean, it's same shit. It's just different ratios of stock to to end. I don't like stock like flour. I don't like the hard like it's the non pair. It's those those circular sprinkles on the top of the broccoli that I really I'm not here for. That's I don't hard. know how to eat endives. I don't know. There's a lot uh, of foods I haven't eaten that I'd like to eat, but. Endives should be chopped up in a salad. They're fun. They don't really taste like they're much, really, but they're fun. They're really like bitter or something. They're fun. I guess what food I can't stand eating, honestly, like a like a romaine salad. I just I'd rather mm. not eat. You know what I mean? There's certain there's a lot of foods that I would just rather be hungry than eat those. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. What was the Caesar salad dressing for? That's a whole different that's a whole different thing. Because you're working with croutons, you're working with parm. A good Caesar salad's amazing. Just your story's, any. Your story's falling apart. Fall <laughs> shit. I've been, I've been, I got got. You got got. Oh, gotcha. Susie I, Weiss finally has yeah, her gotcha moment on Green Eggs and Dan. It's, it's Project Veritas. James yeah. O'Keefe comes out of the corner. He's like, you said, but you do eat hot dogs. <laughs> I was lying. I was lying. <laughs> Uh, what is your restaurant pet peeve or are your restaurant pet peeves? Oh my God. I hate, I hate the term welcome in. Doesn't make any sense. Welcome in. Welcome in. Hate that. I'm (laughs) such a bitch. Okay. Here's the thing I really don't like. When, when the waiter says, have you dined with us before? Do you know how things work here? And it's like, yeah, I know how things work. I order my slot bucket. And then you deliver the slop to the piggy and then I give you money. Okay. And then we never talk about it again, but it's like, we're not at NASA. Why do I need to know how things work here? I mean, it's like my engineer. (laughs) I hate that. And it always works like, okay, so we're actually tapas style and you're going to need to order 34 plates. Um, 
just for one course. If you're not that hungry, maybe 30 and they're each $85. It's like, oh, that's how it works. I am with you. And I hate the, I hate the menu math that they do when they're like, for two people, I'd say six to seven and a half dishes. For three, you might want to go to 11. Yeah, it's like, um, it's like three from the first column, two from the second column. And I'm like, what? Why am I at a spelling bee right now? It's like... <laughs> And yeah, then when the, things aren't what the they lower seem. you get, the lower you get on the list, the bigger the dishes are. It's like okay, but I don't know where the <laughs> jump, jump off, but like where is the transition point? Right, and then you accidentally order like a huge, like like six hens, and you just like didn't know, or it's like a single <laughs> olive, and you thought it was going to be for the table. Right, <laughs> things should always be cheesecake factory size. Yeah, that's what I'm getting at. Okay. You know, it's funny, just piggybacking off of that restaurant pet peeve. My new restaurant pet peeve is when you're four people, you go out to eat. This happened uh, the other night. I went out with the Flex creators of Cobra Kai, three guys. Oh, shit. And me. So it was four of us together. And we ordered deviled eggs. And the deviled eggs came out, and there were three deviled an- eggs. An- another, like, Americana reinvention thing that's very hot right now. Yes, very hot. I'm okay wait, wait, with that. I love it. we put caviar on it. You're a sheep. You're a sheep. Okay. Yeah. Then okay. Yeah, three came you. out. This was made during the Great Depression. Take your caviar. Yeah, exactly. I, I don't want an icebox cake. It's like the whole point is that they didn't have gas to make a cake. It's like we got it back, guys. Like, <laughs> why do we? We don't need to eat like this. Okay. So the deviled eggs come out. Deviled eggs come out, and there's three of them, and there's four of us. Four grown men with three deviled eggs, and it's like then we have to ask, it's like, hey. Can we, I, I was like, can we get one more deviled egg? And she's like, yes, but I'm going to have to charge you for that. Yeah, yeah. I was like, it's $16. I was, like, I was like, what part of a number one streaming show in the world do you not understand? <laughs> These guys can pay for it. Yeah, yeah, but like, you should say, be like, hey, it comes with three. If you'd like an extra, it's going to be two bucks extra. Yeah, great. Oh, like you're saying, say, do that at the outset because it's like we all know what's going to happen. Yeah, exactly. You're not going to lady and tramp a deviled egg. <laughs> With the creators no. of Cobra Kai. No, no. No, no, I am not. Okay, that's a good one. Although the welcome in one sounds like, that sounds like a really nice thing that people would say. Just something about welcome in where I'm just like, say welcome. I don't know. I mean, I guess I should be so lucky in New York. It's often like, they, there's like a revolver pointing at you and it's like, reservation? You're eight minutes late. Sorry, can't do it. And it's like, oh my God, you're like lucky if you get... Like, I don't know, a hunk of bread out of this thing. <laughs> but yeah, do you, do you know, do you, have you dined with us before? Do you know how it works here? It's like, oh, I've been worst. going to restaurants my whole life, so. Yeah. <laughs> do I look, do I look like a refugee that was just like. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I know how it works. You're going to mainline Diet Coke into my bloodstream. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I love it. Susie, this was delightful. Tell the people where they can find you. I'm Susie Weiss. You can find me at Snoozy Weiss, S-N-O-O-Z-Y, W-E-I-S-S on Twitter. You can follow my writing at the free press or the FP.com. And yeah, that's about it. You're one of my faves. You're so funny. You're so fun to eat with and drink with. I love you so much. Thank you for doing this. Susie. Let's do it soon. Let's do it soon. I can't wait to eat the raw milk bolognese and then just... Hey. <laughs> yeah, it's it's freezing in my freezer now. I don't know if that activates the listeria or not. Yeah, but. we're gonna get poisoned. I can't wait. <laughs>
Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.